0: Have you ever wondered why people can't just be nice in business? You are about to get a dose of real estate reality from the Real Estate Support Group. This is Help Me Rhonda with Rhonda Courtney and Lane Lyon.
1: Oh, are my eyes deceiving me? Is this actually Rhonda in town?
0: Hi, it is.
1: One of the rare weekends (laughs) that Rhonda is actually in Colorado. How lucky are you that you live in a couple of places?
0: Oh, I love it, Lane. Arizona and Colorado. Arizona
1: and Colorado. So we are here in Denver. Welcome, everyone. This is Help Me, Rhonda. It is Lane and Rhonda, and uh, I've got little Charlie in my hands. We have a at-home podcast studio, and Charlie is a... Little one year old Chihuahua. So if you hear her, that is uh, (laughs) who is also joining us here today. And uh, as always, we are always looking for ways to help you survive in business, help you survive in real estate. And specifically today, Rhonda, we are talking about surviving. The inspection process.
0: Oh, it's so fun, isn't it, guys?
1: Do do. do. Oh. What is it about inspections that throw off so many real estate deals, do you think?
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, we're, we're willing to blow up deals over, what, a hundred bucks on an inspection because the agents are fighting back and forth? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, you guys can all relate to this. Well, today we are going to dive <laughs> a little bit deeper into that because it does feel like we
1: run into situations, and as a managing broker at Coldwell Banker, I hear... Oftentimes the phone will ring, yes, we're terminating. Why are you terminating? It's at inspection. And in fact, Rhonda did a little bit of digging in Mm -hmm. that, uh, depending on the source and the year, uh, about 15 to 25% of uh, estimated real estate transactions fall out in general. Oh, at inspection. And inspection has to be the biggest reason. Absolutely. It has to be the biggest reason. It is for Coloradans. uh, Our state contracts here are weighted very heavily towards the buyer, and inspection is a way out of the deal. Mm -hmm. And so I remember sitting down with clients early on in the inspection process, even at the day of inspection, and saying... Okay, speak now or forever hold your peace because if you're having any doubts at all, today's the day to raise your hand. Yeah. Because we know that it's easier in some cases. uh, If we do need to pull that emergency ripcord, inspection is that time. But, you know, the reality is we've seen it here in our state where the screws are tightened. You can't just say, I changed my mind as easy anymore Uh because you're going to have the other side saying, really what do you mean so today so we know that there's some of that out there cold feet Uh, we saw a lot of that particularly um, in the last couple of years when demand was so high and people were having to rush in 15 minute showings Um, and so we know that cold feet is a reason but today we want to talk about a reason that is near and dear to Rhonda's heart which is the agents oh
0: I'm going to teach all of you how to save a deal at inspection how about that I like that. Oh, you like it. It's a positive twist uh-huh. on yeah. uh, not blowing up a deal, right? right?
1: Uh, yeah. Trust you me. had a situation lately that really kind of highlighted how an agent or how our involvement in the real estate inspection process can can play such a big role. Uh-huh. Uh, tell us about that.
0: So. You know, I, maybe I'm the Taylor Swift of the real estate world. Oh, I like it. Right? Because I just tell it like it is. and But I won't say your names, guys. But if you can hear yourself in this podcast, let me just tell you like how we can change and be better agents at inspection. So one of the deals um, is one of my buyer's agents, and he calls me and gets me involved. Um, the agent did not get the septic use permit. Okay, like if you don't know what you're doing on a land deal and there's a septic and you don't know as a listing agent, you probably need to get help. So there was a septic use permit in the contract seller to provide a septic use permit.
1: Okay, for those of us listening in, I don't know, Illinois, what's is a septic use permit?
0: Okay, it's a permit that is given by the county, and and what it does is it makes sure that your septic is pumped, inspected, and good to go. They actually give you a use permit on it, and we ask for that a lot when we do land and horse property and you have a septic. Some counties require it. Some lenders require it. You just have to know per your county. But in this situation, it was in the contract, okay? It's in the contract, not even inspection, in the contract. The agent, the listing agent, um, basically says that my buyer's agent's a problem and he's harassing her because he's asking for the septic use permit. It's in the contract. It's his job. So basically she says to him, and I'm on the call and she knows this, well, my sellers are exhausted, I'm like, yeah, they're exhausted because you're their agent and you don't know how to do a septic use permit. They're exhausted (laughs) because because they have to do this, right? And so I said to her, I go, well, they're exhausted. And she goes, well, they could back out. I go, no, no, it's in the contract. You need to figure out how to get this done. Um, And so anyway, it just gets gets really hard at inspection when the agents don't communicate and they don't get you what you need. Okay, so I... I want to talk about how I handle these inspections on the listing side and how I hold my deals together.
1: So what would you have done different than, say, the, the agent that you're working with here? Okay. Obviously a lot.
0: Well, um, I don't know, one week before I just closed a land property and that agent had that septic use permit five days before closing because when I list the property, I'm like, sometimes it takes the county a while to get these. You got to get it now. And, these, and you got to get approved vendors that the, that the county will um, you know, sign off on your septic. So I basically walk them through. I don't trust that my sellers know exactly how to do that. Um, and so I, I'm very heavily involved in helping my clients get that done. I mean, it wasn't
1: happening here. No,
0: no, no. That's not happening here. And I don't even know if we're going to close because we don't have the septic use permit. The only thing that we have going for us is the septic guy that she finally hired. I've been using him for 15 years and I trust him. But that's really the only thing we have kind of going for us on this deal right now. And an agent that, oh, help me. <laughs> I help all of you. Sometimes I need help. I was going to say, isn't the show called <laughs> yeah. "Help Me, Rhonda"? Okay, sorry, guys. I will help. I help will Rhonda help, help you. Oh, help me. Help myself. Sometimes. Oh goodness. Um, but all right. Yeah. Well,
1: I I know that you know we are we are a podcast for and about real estate professionals mm-hmm. and other business uh, sales commission folks. What about that person out there that says, Rhonda? I mean, how? When are you guys supposed to close on this deal?
0: Well, um, he's supposed to close on Tuesday. I don't think so they're going to close. Just a couple on- days Oh, from yeah. Now. I don't think they're going to close.
1: So, what about that agent who says, yeah, but what about the buyer's agent? Why are we letting it get this far in without stuff done? You know, well, is the there some responsibility on the buyer's agent? Oh,
0: absolutely. The buyer's agent's been hounding her to get it. Okay. Okay. And she accused him of harassing her. Oh, man. Ah! So I'm sorry. He's hounding you to get the septic use permit copies, that's that's her job to provide that to him. But no, so in his defense, he's just been begging her to get it. So what's the moral to the story? The moral to the story is if you're going to do this job know what you're doing. If the contract says septic use permit, educate your seller on what that means and how long it takes to get it. And you might have to get involved and help them with it. Because I don't, I just don't think my sellers know how to do a septic use permit. I still don't even know if I know what a septic uh, exactly, use permit is. Exactly, because half of you are like, what is that? <laughs> so uh, if, if you're the listing agent and you don't know what it is and it's in the contract, you better figure it out. Yeah, it is language for those of you. Yeah. Kind of, I'm, I'm
1: kind of chuckling here. But it, it really does, for those um, homes where the sewer is a septic tank, there is a there is an investigation, inspection process that needs mm-hmm. to be signed off on, which yeah. is really what we're talking about here. So mm. is that being done and how is that going?
0: Well, I mean, we luckily, the septic guy that's involved, I actually know him. So on Tuesday morning, we're going to get with him and get with the county and figure out what we can do. Um, So, you know, guys, I don't want to spend too much time on septic tanks because it's awful. It's kind of crappy, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, isn't it though? It's so fun. Um, But what I do also want to say, you know, as, as agents, we really struggle with inspections because, you know, sometimes the other agent on the other side doesn't really know what they're doing and they send a 25 page inspection notice to you. And, you know, with an inspector, that's quite frankly, not even licensed lane. Like they don't even, we, we've been fighting really hard, um, to get these inspectors licensed from a from you know, the National Association Realtor or whatever, and it's not happening. But I mean, half these inspectors, they don't even know what they're doing, Lane. So then I get a 25-page inspection notice, and this is on another deal. And the... <laughs> The agent in the inspection resolution to me or the inspection notice to me says, yeah, your client needs to do a well test. The inspector couldn't figure out how to get into the attic. So we want a structural engineer to go up there. Um, (laughs) I could go on and on. The furnace is the AC is like two years old and we want that permitted, even though they were put in by professionals. They want us to backtrack and permit them. Um, The the bathroom vents vent into like these containers and it's dry as dry up there, but yet they want new fans because, and they want to bend it outside. I mean, I, I could go on and on. I could go on and on. Now, guys, I saved this deal. Um, my sellers just wanted to kill the buyers. But I mean, it's our job to go through it all and say, okay, I know this is completely unreasonable, but this is what it's going to cost. And do you want to start over with someone else? I think it's really about how we present it, if it's going to get done or not. And, and quite frankly, the buyer's agents, some days I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm, I'm nice and respectful. I'm like, can you tell me why your buyer wants this? Like, where is this coming from? Like, what is this? You know? And then we also have to know on the inspection side, you've dealt with this too as a managing broker. In the 25-page list of what the buyer wants fixed, the inspector's saying this isn't to code, this isn't to code, this isn't to code. So before I send it to my seller and freak them out. I figure out what the code is. I call Douglas County or whatever county and say, is this to code? And they say, well, it's grandfathered, so it's fine. So then I go back to the buyer's agent and say, well, your inspector doesn't know this. You might want to educate him. Um, (laughs) The county says it's fine. It's grandfathered. We don't have to do this. You know, so I don't know. I just think that if you're going to get through these inspections, you've got to know contractors to call and you got to know kind of, unfortunately, we we almost have to be like general contractors today to figure out. We certainly have to be involved in the process. Absolutely. I think
1: that what I'm hearing is there really is two kind of sets of expectations that need to be addressed. One Mm -hmm. is with your own client. Number one, we're going into the inspection process. Right. Given today's market, what are the chances that the seller is going to do anything? And I think that that's a conversation sometimes that needs to happen early on because we've had I've had cases where parents are with us. Oh, we love to have the parents there. Oh, Thank man. you, parents, for all mm-hmm. of that insight. But sometimes the insight that you're bringing is based on a new build 25 years ago. Right. And maybe 25 years ago when you bought your house, you could turn in... 25 pages of honeydew kind of punch list items. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe the market is in such a place where the inspection really is your eyes and ears of what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. And if the seller says, I'm fixing nothing, you have enough to decide whether or not you're moving forward. Right. Because the sellers for a while in our area have been driving the boat. I do think those conversations are important at the outset, because then when we start to get into little tiny, little nitpicky, what do we like to say, ticky-tack little things, that's what happens, um, we start to realize that those aren't going to be addressed. But the Mm -hmm. second piece is that conversation and that relationship with the other agent. Mm -hmm. And how is that relationship going to be managed? And I think that this really is at the crux of what you're talking about, because if the two agents from two different sides are representing their clients while uh, navigating this process, it can it can make the total difference in the world, would you say? And, oh. and,
0: and how come? Oh, my gosh. So I just did another horse property where the sellers inherited the house. Um, the guy died and left it to his three drinking buddies. Loved it. So okay. anyway, that was wonderful. But... That being said, they did not want to pay for a septic um, inspection. Okay, uh, septics again. Oh, ahead. my gosh. Always a septic. Always a septic. <laughs> so um, so basically, they didn't want to pay for the septic inspection. The buyer's responsibility is to pay for the inspections, typically, but they didn't want to either. So the agents and I are sitting there going, what do we do? Like, we can't get our clients to do this, and obviously, we're not going to get our deal closed. So the agent says to me, he goes, uh, and my client said, if they can prove there's something wrong with the septic, I'll fix it. If I mean, but, but they're going to have to prove that there's something wrong. If there is, I'll do Sellers it. Sellers usually don't like investigating. Yeah, no, they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So the agent says, and I okayed this with my seller. The agent said, want to, if I just paid for a septic inspection, will you split it with me? And I okayed it with my seller. He said, fine, I don't care what you do. I'm like, great. Then yes, I will do that. Let's get this done. Didn't realize that the, septic inspection was that they had to dig three feet, cost me a fortune, but whatever I've been modem. But that being said, him and I got along really, really well and we got it done. We got it done. It was so fair. I mean, you know, we did the septic inspection. It really was no big deal. And him and I handled it. Our clients were happy and we got it done. I could have said, Hey, I'm not paying for that septic inspection. My clients not either. That's your guys's responsibility. We're not doing that.
1: And what could have ended up happening we if We don't have a deal, right? Nope, we don't
0: have a deal. We want to have closed. And I would have been dealing with the septic stuff on the next deal with another person that could be equally as difficult. Who knows?
1: So talk about spending money mm-hmm. as an agent. Because, okay. And first of all, you know, depending on where you are and where your license is held, talk to your managing broker about
0: this mm-hmm. if you have questions. But when it comes to you and your practice, you're not afraid to spend money. No. Tell me why. Well, because I look at it like this, if, I mean, my clients send me so much business because at inspection, I just handle it. Like if they don't want to do it or they can't afford it or whatever, you know, I'll be like, I'll just, I'll just take care of it. And then I have such a good relationship with my vendors that I can get them to do work and get it paid out of closing so that my client doesn't have to come up with the upfront money. I'm constantly trying to navigate them through inspection so that they're not stressed out. Because I know they're going to have to do stuff, but a lot of times the sellers don't have the money to do it, or or you know what? They're really personal about their house. And that's what buyer's agents have to understand. When you submit that 26-item nitpicky list to the seller who loves their house, they don't want to sell to you. They don't. They look at me and they're like, oh, we don't want to work with these people, Rhonda.
1: And, and would you not agree that it's somewhat of the listing agent's responsibility to help With some of those emotions. Oh, I do. Bringing them off the ledge (laughs) on that. Because, of course, this is our house. It's perfect. And uh, I've always said this, that, uh, you know, it's kind of like going to the doctor. You feel fine, but you don't know what the blood work's going to show. Right. Same thing when you have a home Mm. inspection. You're not sure what that's going to look like. And as a seller who has an attachment to the property, all of a sudden oh, here's a list of things that are wrong, right. it can be off-putting. But I think that the attitude of that listing agent setting up the, uh, the, the mindset is so important. Uh, I know is. a great agent uh, here in the Denver area, uh, John McComas, I hope he listens to the show. But one of the things that I love that he says uh, when he talks to his listing clients is that inspection report comes back. We call it inspection objection in Colorado. It's the list of demands, right? Yep. yep. And so he'll call his, his clients and say, okay, so we got the objection back and there's a few ponies on here. And <laughs> That's good. Why? Because everybody <laughs> wanted a pony at Christmas. Oh, that's a good one. But how many times did they actually get a pony <laughs> when the Christmas you know season was done? Yeah. It's a nice wish list. It's a nice idea few people actually got ponies for Christmas. Yeah. And just like that, you're setting the stage for, look, these guys can ask for anything they want. Yep. And how we handle it is how we handle it. And there's a multi-stage process. It starts with setting that expectation. I do think that, you know, and I've worked with a lot of agents over the years from a coaching perspective, you get that listing agent who says, Oh God, I can't believe what these buyers want. I, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yep. What am I doing then? to that emotional process.
0: Oh yeah. I don't say that to my seller. I say it I... to myself.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that we, we, we want to be transparent. We mm-hmm, want to make sure mm-hmm. that we're disclosing everything, but we don't necessarily need to disclose. Um, uh, I, I often think that as agents, we're kind of like parents and mm-hmm. our kids will mirror our emotion, right? If we're upset, hysterical, nervous, frustrated, mad, sad, whatever, yeah. They're going to be right there with us. But I think that if you can handle it from a professional standpoint and say, what's reasonable for this market? What's reasonable to get the job done? We want to get to closing. What is it going to cost? And how how bad do we want these buyers? Right. How bad do we want this house if we are the buyer? We have to be making those decisions and taking the energy
0: out of it. Oh, I love that. Yep, take the energy out. It's it's a house. It's a business. So, how much is it going to cost to fix this stuff? And what do we need to do? Can we throw out credit at it? What can we do? And it's communication between the buyer's agent and the listing agent. If 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 we if we work really well together, that inspection is going to be no big deal. If we're fighting over a furnace like cleaning, that's a problem. That's when I'll write the check. Are you kidding? Everyone's fighting over a $100 furnace cleaning. I will do that. Like, whatever. Okay, let's let's done move on from done. this. Done and done. It's fine. Um, but I think we get so caught up in the emotion of it, and we're going to win. We're going to fight for our client. You know how much I hate that. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. If you're going to fight for your client, be nice to me and be a teammate with me and tell me exactly why we have to do new bathroom fans when the fans in there are already fine. Like, sell that to me, because I'm going to have to go back to the seller and get that worked out for you. Yeah, right.
1: Right I remember having a great conversation with the listing agent. I was representing the buyer, and my folks wanted to terminate. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the issue was, but I remember the listing agent saying, "Okay, let's work together on what I'm going to tell my my clients. Like, uh-huh. Can you help me with some ideas on how I take this to them?" And I so um, appreciate that because yeah. we did work together. we were honest but we took the energy out and came up with ways that helped him feel like he could take this information back and the reasons why we were getting out. So we have to work together. And as the top of the show, we always say, how do we, you know, be nice in business. Right. And I do think that that's important. So if we were going to say one big takeaway, this show is called surviving the inspection. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your biggest piece of advice to helping agents who, who really dread the inspection process. Oh, it yeah. is probably the hardest part of the process mm-hmm. because
0: emotions are so high. So what's your biggest piece of advice? My biggest piece of advice is communicate with that other agent. Understand why the buyer wants those items fixed. And then you're better off going to your client and saying, hey, they want these items fixed because of such and such and such and such or whatever it is, right? And then, I mean, communication... A hundred percent. I also go through the list before I send it to my seller because if I sent them 26 items, they would freak out. So I go through the list and I put them in like the electrical plumbing, the roof. And I, and I summarize it all and I know exactly what it's going to be to fix it and who to call and what to do. And then I'm also like teaming up with the other agent to figure out what's the most important thing to your buyer because this is 26 items long Like, when I talk to my seller, what are the big points that you really want done? Because, I mean, obviously, we're going we're to look at all of it, but what are your hot buttons? What do you really want? And then um, when the news comes in,
1: mm-hmm. you're able to say, these are the items that are most important, right. and this is what my folks are already saying it will cost. Exactly. You're bringing more information to the decision process, which I think is, is so key. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some people who listen to the show that aren't in the business, but have bought and sold their own homes. They're consumers. So is there a takeaway if... If I am a uh, thinking about selling a home, I'm uh-huh. a seller, and I'm worried about this inspection process. What's the biggest piece of advice you have for surviving the inspection process? If I'm actually the seller,
0: okay. So I saw a meme and I just started laughing when I thought when I when I saw this because it reminded me of uh, it, okay. So it was a it was an agent and it says choosing your real estate agent is like choosing wine the cheap ones, or you get a headache from the cheap ones, <laughs> okay? And what I mean by that is, when if you're a seller, choose an agent that knows how to get through an inspection. You might want to ask that. Instead of, how much volume do you sell? Maybe you need to start asking, what contractors do you know and how can you help me get stuff fixed and get my house closed? Mm-hmm. That might be something that. that we start asking because, I mean, these agents can do a lot of volume, but do they know how to save a deal? Are you going to blow a deal up over $100 furnace cleaning? Is You've that your agent? Happen. I've seen it. I've seen agents do it. I mean, so maybe as a seller and a consumer, you need to ask, I mean, do you know how to do a synoptic? Do you know how to do a well? I mean, do I, what, do you understand propane? Do you know what a use permit is? <gasps> that is the, uh, the uh,
1: post-test of today's exactly. show. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> There's going to be a quiz after. Okay. Oh, boy. I don't like quizzes, Rhonda. <laughs> I know. Uh, but we do have something coming up next. It is our favorite part of the show, which is where Help Me Rhonda actually reaches out to help us others. And we do have a letter in today that we'll be talking about when we come back right after this. Welcome back, everyone. This is Help Me Rhonda. Today we're talking about inspection. It is that one part of the contract that seems to trip a lot of people up. It is where a lot of real estate deals fall apart. When we have two sides, particularly when they're emotional about it. And today uh, we have a letter in Rhonda about this. So, uh, the show is called help me Rhonda. And so Rhonda is, I like to say our dear Abby of real estate. She's always here to help. And, uh, if you know Rhonda, you know that she will help you day and night, not just on the podcast. Uh, but we are, uh, open to your questions, comments, anything you might want to share with the show. We do have an email set up. It is dear help me Rhonda. At gmail.com. That's dear, D-E-A-R, help me Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A, at gmail.com. And we have an inspection-related question today. Okay. And this comes from Jackie. Jackie says, dear Rhonda, I'm working with first-time homebuyers. They are very nervous about the process. And every time we go into a house, I get the sense that they want it restored to its original condition. Translation everything fixed right? how do I help them understand that that's not going to work in this market
0: Oh, okay so well this kind of leads into me being able to um, clarify something so that my inspectors don't you know put a hit out on my life <laughs> okay. okay okay so what I want to say is that I do wish inspectors were licensed okay I do and I want to say before I answer this question that As a buyer's agent, especially working with first time home buyers, you need to get a very, very good inspector. I mean, very good. A lot of them are. I'm not, earlier I kind of alluded to the fact that I, don't think any of them are but there are some that are really really good how lane. does that
1: help with someone who wants the moon and, and okay back and everything else it helps you know that
0: it helps a ton because if you have a really really good inspector especially i love the inspectors that have actually built homes before they're wonderful so they're going to go in with your first time home buyers, and they're basically going to say for the age of this home this is normal this is fine this is good they're not they're not calling out every single little nitpicky thing that's going to scare these first time homebuyers. they're going to say you know what that's normal this you know of course you're going to have some cracks in your sidewalk this is a five dollar fix at home exactly get some conking and like fix your bathroom like you know what I mean so I don't know it's just there's so much if you have a really good inspector that's going to put your first time home buyers at ease and not scare them about every little crack and problem in that house
1: which is kind of how those reports read Uh after the fact so i think it does underscore the importance of having your clients at the inspection right with the inspector
0: Uh so they can ask
1: those questions now i'm i'm really big on liability of course here in colorado uh one of the things that i tell agents all the time when i have clients that look up to me and they trust me and they say lane what about that little black spot over here i like to say jerry Come exactly. on over here. What do you th- you know? Ask Jerry. He's right here. You you guys talk about this, mm-hmm. because really it is between the inspector and your client at that time. So have them ask the questions. They're going to get sometimes a more straight, direct answer than what they're going to read in those books. Speaking of, uh, or reports speaking of liability. Right. There's all sorts of legal ease in there that mm-hmm. could make it sound worse than it is. Absolutely. And if they're not in town. What do you say? How do you how do you have that same experience if they're not going to be here?
0: Well, I mean, I I I've gone to the inspection and I've FaceTime them with Face the inspector. Timed. Um and I've I've definitely done that. I mean, I highly encourage them to be at their inspection, okay? Especially if they're a first-time home buyer. I mean, when you buy a lot of homes, I mean, obviously you know how to fix stuff or you've owned homes before, right, but if you're right. first time, I'm going to say you probably should be at Are that inspection. Are you saying I've bought a lot of homes? Oh, wait. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Lane loves to buy homes. I know it's really sick <laughs> hobby of mine.
1: So, I but I think you're exactly right. We have to make sure that they're involved. Uh don't forget most good at- Good inspectors will allow your clients to call them later after oh, the
0: fact. absolutely! So if
1: we're sitting there going, we should do new weather stripping on the entire house. You know that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. But they can call the inspector and say, is this something really we should be asking for? Or is this something more of a, a general maintenance item? I think you're exactly right. I think the home inspector needs to help with that mm-hmm. and really kind of uh, bring some of those fears down. Because we love our first-time home buyers, but we yeah, do. they're worriers. Many mm-hmm. of them are, are very worried. Dig, purchase something new they haven't done before, and really keeping those emotions and taking the energy out of it
0: again. Agreed, and the, super. Important. And look at the big ticket items when you're when I when I'm with the first time homebuyer, I'm like, okay, big ticket items: roof, sewer lines, maybe a radon. I don't know, but the, septic. septic. Oh my gosh. Septic tanks find Rhonda. A lot of first time home buyers aren't buying these big horse properties. So (laughs) that's good. (laughs) I mean, Hey, there'll be a problem later. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, Rhonda, (laughs) Hey, thank you. As always. It's a lot of fun to uh, connect with you. And uh, more importantly, if you are dealing with your own real estate transactions and find that inspections is, uh, or can be the toughest part of the whole kit and caboodle, you're not alone. But remember, Use a good inspector. There are good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Take the energy out of it yes. and communicate with the other agent. hundred percent. Those are the lessons of today, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And remember, as we like to say at the end of every show, part of stay, surviving real estate is being able to play nice in the sandbox of life. Rhonda, thanks so much.
0: Thanks, Lane. Fun
1: to see you. We'll see you all next time. Bye.